Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland on News Talk. So, with the tourism industry uh, highly impacted uh, by COVID restrictions, it seems now that we might just be seeing better days for the hospitality sector in Ireland. Will our hotels suffer another blow from rising costs of living and energy crisis? Will tourists overseas still book a room to employ a a holiday in our country? To ask this, I'm delighted to be joined by some really, really, uh, really, really pertinent industry representatives. Uh, Carol Barrett is the owner of Dunmore House on the shores of Clonakilty Bay. John O'Flynn is the Resort General Manager at Fote Island Resort. And Martin Mangan is the general manager at Carton House, a Fairmount managed hotel. You're all most welcome to the programme. Um, Carol, you might introduce yourself to us if you would and tell us a little bit about Dunmore House on the beautiful shores of Clonakilty Bay. Okay, good morning, all. Um, so I'm Carol, a family hotel, fourth generation. Uh, grandparents moved there in 1934 and saw reason for business Um, and we've worked through that as a family since Um, it's very special to us as a team and in as much our team are very much part of our family so it's a smaller entity Um, it's a family entity and I do feel that so many we're losing so many of these hotels throughout the country so it's very special to us of course it is and again one that is as you say and am i right in saying that your your son is now working with you in the hotel as well yes so what does he do there oh peter is the kind of general manager right we don't do great on titles within the hotel it's it's a team flat structure flat as they come um we're we're all equal including myself um, yeah. So he uh, surprised us by coming home. He's one of four, uh, did law in UCD, Smurfit, and then went on to Lausanne afterwards to do a master's in hospitality. Okay. So he's um, made for the industry and very personable guy and gets all well with staff and our customers, needless to say. So all well. All right. So that's Carol from Dunmore House. You're very welcome to the show. Uh, John O'Flynn. Uh, the general manager at the Foot Island Resort. We've spoken to you before, John. Bobby. Remind our listeners about your great establishment. Oh, yeah, I'm honoured and privileged to be managing the resort just on the outskirts of uh, Cork City um, on 800 acres. And I suppose it's a fantastic place, golf course, wildlife park, photo house and uh, a beautiful beautiful hotel right in the middle of it. So, Absolutely. Um, Martin Mangan is the general manager at Carton House and this is a, a Fairmount managed hotel. Martin, you're welcome to the programme. Thank you very much, Bobby. Thank you for having me on. Tell us a little bit about Carton House and again I knew it over the years uh, maybe more recent times it's changed ownership um, but it, it's it's again it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a beautiful resort hotel very close to Dublin City It is indeed Bobby Yeah, mm. we're about 45 minutes from Dublin City Centre and uh, Carton House is I suppose the history goes back hundreds of years it would have been the former home of the Duke and Duchess of Leinster and it would have eventually been turned into a resort back in 2006 a lot of people know us for the home of um, the Irish rugby team with two fantastic championship golf courses but I suppose more recently uh, we were bought We've undergone an extensive restoration and renovation and we've been, we reopened in June of uh, 
2021 following an 18 month closure and a three month refurbishment and uh, we reopened as a five star luxury resort so you can do everything now in Carton House we have six different food and beverage outlets we just opened our Christmas chalets today so Great I think man. you have some Christmas pudding there from us today so Top man. Enjoy and thank, that, always but. bring the pudding thank you for that Martin <laughs> now we have a bonus guest for our conversation today and that's Fergus O'Halloran he's the general manager at the 12 Hotel in Galway Fergus you're very welcome to the programme tell us about the 12 Hotel if you would Afternoon, Bobby and everyone. Uh, Honoured to be here. Thank you. Uh, the 12 we opened in 2007, uh, regarded as Ireland's first boutique hotel at the time. And uh, we've gone on since then from strength to strength. Um, won many accolades, all due to the team that we have. Uh, we're a very we're a small property, 47 rooms, uh, but very, very strong focus on food and beverage. And um, Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's great, Fergus. Uh, uh, very, very dear to the community. Yes. Okay. Well, you're very welcome for joining us, uh, Carol. Back to you there. Um, we heard Fergus mention a boutique hotel. You mentioned, you know, your own business and about being, you know, essentially a family business. That small is sometimes beautiful. Small is very lovely. Yeah. <laughs> um, we do plan to extend the hotel with a planning application in in the short term. Um, boutique. It's never a word we've used. I imagine it looks at family and, and small. It, it tends to mention small. Um, food offering, beverage, wine, food being so important. This year we were privileged to uh, get a great commendation at the Food and Wine Awards, second to Adair Manor yeah. uh, for our hotel restaurant. And we've also been mentioned in the Michelin Guide this year. Well done. Um, so okay. we're happy to be boutique-like. Um, just back to you, Fergus. You mentioned boutique. Have you a definition of it for us? Okay, that's a, that's a good one. Well, um, many, many hotels will now call themselves either large or small. My definition of boutique, it started off with um, the Paramount Hotel in New York, where it's very much designer-led, and the I guess the impetus on boutique is that it's it's standalone. Uh, it's not part of a chain. It's got an individual character. Yeah. And that's very much about the twelve. We 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 push the envelope. We don't want. We take the word of we took we take the word hotel as such out of the the title. We are the twelve rather than the twelve hotel, because we do things differently than uh, the normal business model of hotels. And like Carl was saying there, it's it's very much about uh, individual units. And um, we've got uh, we've got a pizza dozina shop, we've our own bakery shop, we've got a gastro bar, we've got yeah. a fine dining restaurant. Yeah, no, I, I I think I get the the, the 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 definition of boutique in the sense. To me, I would have said as well it was designer led, but it yeah. was small that it has a small number of rooms, and right. like that that it's not part of a chain. I think they're. There are certainly, uh, I think, three maybe uh, qualities that, that certainly pertain to a boutique hotel, but there might be uh, a wider explanation. Um, but back to you, Martin, uh, at Carton House. Can we, can we talk about some of the challenges facing hotels today? And again, I, I know you're an optimistic group here, and I don't want to get down in the doldrums of, of absolute negativity, but the hotel industry is quite challenging for a number of reasons. You've got uh, a shortage of qualified uh, uh, hospitality personnel, number one. 
across the industry. You've probably got massive energy costs. You also have food inflation. Uh, and then you have a scenario where uh, your VAT uh, charge is going to be uh, going back to a higher level. So there, there are four. It, it, even any one of those is difficult in its own right. But to have all four at the same time, I would suggest, is hugely challenging. You're, you're absolutely dead right, Bobby. I mean, it's it's. Um, <clears throat> I suppose the last couple of years has taught us a few things that there's always something else around the corner for us. And we're all hoteliers. We're optimistic by nature. So, listen, it's it's uh, it's a good time to be a hotelier because it's very exciting. <laughs> I suppose on one hand, but you're right. It, it's challenging. I mean, you know, we've seen three, four hundred percent increase in energy prices. And costs. I mean, it's gone from probably four percent of revenues to about ten to twelve percent of revenue, which is absolutely huge. Um, you know, the cost of food has gone up by about twenty five percent. Beverage about eighteen percent. Linen supply has gone up by about thirty yeah. percent. Um, you know, insurance as well. And then we have a doubling of the VAT rate. So next year, our tourists are going to be spending fifty percent or paying fifty percent more VAT next year. So. Listen, it's it's challenging. Um, yeah, and, for and sure. That, that you know, I I I accept that. Even though, like, you, there is an argument that says that VAT is never your money in the first place, and it's in that you're a you're a holder of of VAT for it. But it does it does impact how you set your prices and how you get your margins. I I, I fully get that. Martin, could I ask you about um with Sorry, 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 uh, John. Uh, could I ask you about? Um, is there an upside with the uh, U.S. exchange rate that we might get a lot more Americans uh, to these shores this year because it's really good value for them to come here? Yeah, absolutely, definitely. There's an upside with the the strength of the dollar and also the fact that inflation and price in America is at an all time high because Americans now see Ireland not only as a great value destination um, on top of being a fantastic destination for golf, city visits and breaks. So definitely there's an upside on the dollar. But going back to Martin's point, just briefly on the VAT, the VAT impacts all of the industry. And we don't have a tourism industry if the small coffee shop, the small um, restaurant out in the in in the peripheral areas can survive. So we ha- have to be very mindful with VAT increases, the impact that it has on our smaller operators in the tourism dest- destinations as well. No, and I accept that. So, so in terms of, if we look at the at the customer and the, let's face it, uh, these price increases have to find their way somehow onto the customer's plate or uh, on top of the accommodation rate. How, how do you remain competitive with all those challenges, the four that we just mentioned there? So, you know, And Martin makes a good point. Um, every, those of us in the hotel industry a long time, we face challenges every day, every year, and it's just a new challenge. There's no way that we can pass on the current level of price increases to our customers because just wouldn't. But wouldn't you be can't feasible. run at a loss either indefinitely. You've got to be more innovative. You've got to look at different ways of doing things. You've got to look at w- different ways of reducing costs. And I think our industry has never been so um, resilient and innovative at adapting to these challenges and making it work. And I'm sure that we will do that and come out the other side, the other side of it. What are your own thoughts around this, Carl? Um, I know you say that um, the that uh, three out, certainly one out of the four issues that we mentioned made it doesn't apply to you in that you don't seem to have a difficulty uh, attracting and holding on to staff, which is a great th- position to be in. But the other three, I, I presume, cause you some sleepless nights. Uh, not totally sleepless nights, I have to say. <coughs> but 
certainly we're very aware of our cost increases, um, some of which must be passed on to our customers, unfortunately. But if we take a midline and try to pass on a little and take on a little, um, I think we'll we'll get through pretty Okay, quick. so you're, you're, you're reasonably sanguine about Confident, that it'll all uh, work out in yeah, the end. Truly, yes. Okay, well, that's yeah. good to hear. Um, back to you, Fergus. In terms of the, the economic challenges you face, have you had to adjust your prices? Uh, yes, absolutely. Um, but v- very, very carefully. And it's not so much really about adjusting the prices, it's about coming up with more creative dishes uh, that will still uh, contribute the margin that we need in order to run a successful business. So it is about being creative, very much so. It's not about just slapping on prices. No, it's 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 very concerning, but um, that's business and one would be silly if they weren't concerned. Yeah. But with that concern, I think, brings creativity and innovation. And that's um, how we've survived all these years, and it's what all good operators do. Yeah. And it's it's what we we in the in the entire country in the industry need to do, and uh, the government certainly needs to be cognizant of the fact that it is a massive challenge, and um, all businesses as such need to su- succeed because if there's just uh, a reduction in 50% of the offering within tourism in the country, then Ireland will not become an attractive destination in a few years' time. Yeah. So it's a matter of, of being supportive of, of many of the small businesses also, um, because everybody <clears throat> likes to be able to go into a coffee shop and pick up a good cup of insomnia and not pay pay a lot for it. Yeah. Um, well, that's another yeah. day's work. Um, well, yeah, you know. Um, Martin, can I ask you about, and it, 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 it's sort of the elephant in the room, in a way, the, the available stock of hotel rooms in the country has been vastly diminished by our, our programme of quite rightly uh, accommodating Ukrainian refugees and people who've been displaced from other places. What effect is that having on, I suppose, on the industry and the industry's ability uh, to provide the service to the number of people who will be coming looking for said service. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a very good point, Bobby. And um, listen, I think we have to look after those people who are the most vulnerable in our society. And obviously looking after those people who are coming from the Ukraine is absolutely paramount, you know. And as an industry, we're very committed to it. You know, I think as a country, we're very committed to it. Our doors are open. Um, however, it's it's not a long-term solution, housing people yeah. in hotels. And I think if you've lived in a hotel, and I think few of us here have probably spent yeah. long enough in hotels, you realise that it's not a suitable type of accommodation long term. Uh, so we do need a whole government approach to this in terms of, you know, how are we going to deal with, deal with this um, down the line? I mean, obviously, you have issues then in terms of, I suppose, capacity, um, you know, and demand in, in certain yeah. areas. And there's a lot being discussed around, well, do we want to be a direct provision town or do we want to, do we want to have tourism? And, yeah. and tourists. So it's a very fine balance, but I do think we need a, a better approach from government to this because it's not a long term solution, but just to stress that, you know, absolutely uh, we understand and we are here and we are looking after those people most vulnerable. And, and John, I suppose some hoteliers have made the decision that they're effectively going to get out of the hotel business and decide, rightly or wrongly, but for them, they've decided that this is the model that they're going to embrace. Correct. 
uh, just following up on Martin's point, the problem with that is that in years to come, there's going to be an oversupply or what are we going to do with all these hotels? I think there has to look, first of all, we've had to react to the situation in Ukraine, rightly so, and history will reflect on the good thing that we have done in Ireland for the Ukrainians. But there has to be a plan put in place for the next three, four, five years when Ukrainians return home. What are we going to do with this hotel stock and how are we going to replace the tourism that has been displaced during during this time? Yeah. But Martin, it's not a, while it's a short term solution, it's not a long term solution. Um, the more, definitely there is a, um, there will be a supply issue during the summer months, but we got to be careful what happens in three or four years down the road. Okay. Uh, Carol, how are you feeling about the future? You, you're talking about expe- extending the hotel. Ever optimistic. <laughs> and, but also, it, 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 it strikes me that your ambition is always to, while well, you want to grow the business and you want to grow what you're doing, but you'll always be a kind of a... A, a family A entity. family, small, ent- not small, but, no, but, but a, a, an entity that's relative. You're, you're not looking to take over the world. Most certainly not. <clears throat> um, I, it's that welcome for guests. I often think hotels can be scary places. Yeah. You know, you walk in and you feel a little lost and you're kind of anxious about where you're staying or if you've chosen the right place. It's that welcome by our team and our family that, that makes the thing tick yeah. and it works well. Last word to you, Fergus. Are you optimistic uh, for the prospects at the 12? Uh, how do you feel about the business going forward into 23? No, I'm absolutely, I'm optimistic. Uh, it's, a, it's a reserved opt- optimism, Bobby. Um, I mean, it's it's been a tough year in terms of staffing has been our, our number one challenge really this year. Um, yeah. You know, we lost we lost two really good family members, I'd say, at the start of the year. But then along came a, a wonderful chef, Nathan, and we're doing incredible things. For the first time ever, I hired an assistant manager to um, really focus in on the team that, that that we have and make sure that they are trained from the ground up. We we put, place a lot, of, a lot of time and effort um, into the people that we select to be on our team. They have to be nice people and um, our reviews online and, and what we've accomplished uh, all point to the fact of how friendly and how hospitable our team are all right you know it's it's a training ground and that attracts a lot of new people all right well keep doing what you're doing as they say a big thanks to all my guests from the hotel industry fergus o'halloran from the 12 martin mangan from carton house and good luck with the with the lodges i hope they go well for you martin thank you john o'flynn from the foot island resort thank you john and indeed carol barrett uh, from dunmore house on the lovely shores of clonakilty bay there you heard it here folks down to business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland. Saturday morning at 11 on News Talk.